0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. And we are now joined by... Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball, made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, Kevin, what did you learn last night at Bud Walton Arena as Arkansas had to uh, scrap and claw to get past the Old Dominion Monarchs?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing to take away from it is Arkansas is still a team trying to figure things out in, in November. You know, one of the pleasures of playing an exhibition game like Arkansas did against a, a team like Purdue was – you get a, an early test before the games count. But then when you win a game like that against a team like Purdue, you you know, the, the expectation bar gets raised. And I think fans may, including journalists and even coaches, sometimes maybe think their team are a little further along relative to, to being in October. In some cases, that's true. But I think Arkansas is still figuring some things out. and And, you know, when you – when you get a team on the ropes a couple of times in each half and you can't build on that. And then Arkansas had a big defensive lapse, I thought, in the second half. Brady, really, I think it just means that they're they're still, and it's obvious, most like, like most teams, a work in progress.
2: Well, isn't that good? I mean, my gosh, if they were great in November, what are they going to be in March? And how many teams have we seen – ranked number one or really good in November that fade when they get into the NCAA tournament.
1: Right. And I think we've seen with with Eric Melsman teams, the formula is they play their best basketball. That's right. They kind of start building toward that. And, uh, you know, yes. after some rough starts and early in league play. Um, and so that, not to say that they want to have the same formula every year, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, you, you, you know, you're going to see your team go through some growing pains. Sometimes there's losses that come with that. Um, you know, but if you look across, I mean, Arkansas's offense has been really good so far this year. In fact, right now, when you look at Kim Palm's ratings, Arkansas did drop three spots in the overall ranking from 13 to 16 there after last night's game. But the offense and defense have flipped. Uh, the offense is in the top 20 right now nationally at 18th. The defense just is just inside the top 25 at number 24. It's an early look at it. It's a small sample size, three games in. But still, typically, Arkansas's offense is nowhere near where the defense is, and that and that usually it, it, it you know, is the case by the end of the year too. Under Arkansas men's teams, it really starts on the defensive end. Sometimes we know they haven't been very good at shooting threes. There've been other issues, uh, but they find ways to play their best basketball, and and you know you want to see that in March. Um, and, and here we are in November talking about a rough game, but there's going to be games like this, and. You know, Arkansas took a 7-5 lead. Uh, was, took the game was tied at 5 all Arkansas went up 7-5. They never trailed again. They, ne- they led the rest of the way, but they could never pull away from this team either, and there were some problem areas in there for Arkansas. You know, I think uh, the second half defense, obviously, it's easy to point to. Uh, I saw Arkansas leave its feet a lot on these really aggressive ball fakes, pump fakes, had uh, struggled to... Get back and transition throughout the game. I mean, this was a problem in both halves. But then in the second half, even in the half court, guys were, there were some pretty clear driving lanes. You saw kickouts for open threes. We've seen Arkansas really contest shots pretty well, especially on the outside. They've been so good defending the three point line in the second half. They did their job in the first half, three of 11. Uh, They held older men into that. Um, You know, but second half was a different story. So, you know, this team made six of its first seven threes, and I stopped. I, I, they might have made the first seven of eight after that, uh, because they had uh, they had they made eight in the second half and shot sixty one and a half percent in those final twenty minutes. That's just from distance. Arkansas got worked over on the offensive glass. That's an ongoing problem. Mussman's talked about, um, you know, the physicality. He says is a, an, an issue there, you know. And then there are some positives. Arkansas only had four turnovers. Uh, that was great for a team Amazing. that's been up and down with that, and they've not been great so far when you go back to preseason and, and some of the early games. Now, the previous game, they only had 10 turnovers against Gardner-Webb. Shaved that down to four in this outing. Um, Arkansas also got to the free throw line and took 29 attempts compared to only five, so they limited fouling. That's been another issue for Arkansas at times. Uh may speak to a little bit about that lack of physicality because if you're not making contact, the not, whistle's not blowing mm. fouls either. Uh, So there were some positives in there. Arkansas's offense clicking over 50% from the field, 42%. Another solid game from shooting from three, um, eight of 19 there. And then the foul line was a problem. They got there a lot. I mentioned that, plus 24 at the foul line relative to the opponent. But only 18 makes, uh, you know, 62%. That's not going to cut it uh, in a lot of close games in this game. Arkansas was able to take that lead early and maintain lead. They had two 14-point leads, and every time they do it, seemed like they'd go to the foul line and go one of two, and Older mini would come down and get a three-point shot or uh, an and one. Um, it's, every time you go to the line and you only make half of the deal there and the other team's getting field goals on the other end, you see why Older mini was able to get those leads back down to a two-possession game, six, five points. Arkansas can never pull away.
0: You know, one of the things I love about – uh, when they send out the uh, game book, is once they got past exhibition play, that is, uh, they give you the shot chart. Kevin, I mean, there's a lot of black dots that's on this page for Old Dominion. I mean, they are they are being Arkansas every direction, inside and outside. Yeah. That is – I mean, that has to be – I've never heard Eric Musselman – uh, go to the degrees he did last night in his press conference., uh, the three point line defensive efficiency f minus minus. I mean've i mean he he was just taking the rebounding f minus minus. I mean any aspect outside of when he would give a little bit of praise uh, to an offensive performance by a particular player whether it be Devo or whoever it might be, L- Ellis, uh, when it got on the, if anyone asked about the defensive side of the football, uh, b- football, uh, basketball, oh my, I mean, his, his, I would not have wanted to be in practice today.
2: Well, well can we bring up though, that Makai Mitchell got seven defensive yeah. rebounds and Mark yeah, got but, six defensive rebounds. Yeah. I mean, those guys got defensive rebounds. He may they not did. have been hey, talking
0: hey, about them though. He may have been talking about some others. Yeah,
2: he, he and he referred to both of those guys in a pop.
1: Remember, Mark only played 21 minutes because of foul trouble. So those six rebounds—that's a lot in the time he played as well. Uh, you know, and he's a wing. You know, so he's—he's—he. I think he's frustrated with the revolving door at the five spot. Mikayl Mitchell seems to be putting a statement there. It was just—he's had back-to-back good games with a double-double: 15 points, 10 rebounds. Rick just in the seven defensive rebounds. He had another block. Previous game, he had four blocks. Uh, and on offense he really helps Arkansas not just because of the 15 points but his ability to pass from the perimeter he's a very good passer but also the screen game the dribble handoffs in the screen game he has with the guards it works better than any other big man they play two-man game with and I think a lot of that's to do with timing and his ability to help free guys up Uh, some of that physicality is in the screen game you know it gets guys open all you need is a little opening uh, to get downhill or to get a pull-up shot, and sometimes that's all it takes when you've got offensive weapons like Arkansas has. We saw that. We saw McKay Mitchell and L. Ellis in the middle game, uh, in the middle of the floor, which is what it must have been talked about late when this thing was tight, and Ellis was getting downhill and getting to the basket. Well, a lot of that's to playing off another teammate, not just what you see him do to finish the play with a basket and, it was Ellis' best game offensively, 17 points, led the team. He was efficient, 7 of 11 from the field. Um, the eight assists, a lot of his assists were on dry, on kickouts to three-point shots. And, and then he had three rebounds from the lead guard spot, one still and zero turnovers in 30, I think it was 34 minutes. For him and then Devo offensively, Devo had lapses just like everybody else did defensively in the second half. He was pretty good defensively in the first half. But his 16 points, you know, he woke up offensively. He he hit Arkansas's first three in this game. He had a lot of nice drives, finishes and transition. He had a few assists of his own. That one to Trevor Brazil on a tap pass in transition for a dunk was a thing of beauty. That's a highlight mm-hmm. reel maker. But Devo, zero turnovers. He's not turning the ball over. Three, three, three games, games. I don't think he suffered one. Three, nope.
2: No, not and, one in three and, games. And,
1: and so, right. So he's... You know, we can point to everybody on defense in that second half, and rightfully so. Melsman's right. It was a tale of smiles on the offensive end for the most part, and your first half defense was okay. wasn't great, but it was good. The second half, it I don't know where it was. I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't seen guys as open in Arkansas bite on so many ball fakes. Now, they're taught to close hard, the high hands, and, and, um, but they, they never figured out how to deal with those ball fakes and guys offsetting for a clean look or just going underneath or around them. uh, And now there's a numbers advantage and open shots there as well. And then the offensive glass, it was an area, I mean, Arkansas lost 16, 15 in second-chance points. It sounds almost like a draw. uh, But when you're not defending the three-point line and you're not really stopping drives either, uh, you're, you're not really winning in those areas. Now, the turnover department's another area. Arkansas, I mentioned only four. They did force 10 plus six there but but plus fourteen in points off turnovers eighteen to four. That was another positive. Arkansas was also plus twelve in points in the paint. Again a lot of that was, you know, either Makai Mitchell uh or guys just driving and and, and having their way there. Arkansas's been a very good mid range and dribble drive team uh when you start getting closer to the basket.
0: All right, Kevin, hang on. We've got to step aside for a moment. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. That's Kevin McPherson. Better known as Hoops, good thanks to fence brokers. Drive time sports will continue in just one moment. now let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst Kevin hoop scoop McPherson for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball made possible by fence brokers fence brokers going the extra mile all right let's check in with uh, boss hog boss hog good afternoon welcome to drive time sports
3: welcome gentlemen how you guys doing doing good how about you doing well doing well uh just want to know, Randy, if you want to talk basketball or football, and play breakdown and, and find out, you know, and break down what's going really on with with it, because. uh <laughs> let's start. With, let's just. I tell you what. Let's just start with basketball. How's that? Go what right is ahead. your What is your hundred and ten percent opinion on our point guard uh, L. Ellis? How good is he?
0: I like him. What do you really think good. about him? Really what do you think good. about well, him, uh, Kevin?
1: No, I think L. Ellis is is still learning the lead guard expectations and he's been mostly keeps talking about how he asks a lot of questions he really wants to correct things that he's not doing right so I think he's a work in progress I think his offensive talent as a scorer is unquestionable and then he'll kind of be hit and miss as setting up other guys he was very much hit last night in terms of distributing the basketball those eight assists that's a season high mark not only for him but for any player for the Razorbacks I and mean, then he had no turnovers in this game. So the last couple of games he's been better, exactly. especially last night. It's kind of up and down with him, but I like Ellis a lot because he's a veteran guy. Wasn't at a winner at Louisville, but I think he'll acclimate here at Arkansas, and we're, we're seeing progress.
3: Couldn't agree anymore. You know, the kid's going to keep getting better and better. You know, that's the difference. And, and you know what? The same thing in football. you got to have a good uh, quarterback. There's our problem. Do you agree with that, Randy? You pay somebody a million dollars, you know what I mean, and you don't get any production from them, you know what I'm saying?
0: I would like to know if he had adequate protection, if he would be the same quarterback that we're seeing right now.
3: If you show up with a million dollars or however suit, whatever, blah, 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 my point is uh, uh, that kind of a suit, even the ESPN announcer said,
0: no, if you're that, going to show, like, show up like
3: that, then you better play like that that's and not screaming. play like That's screaming. Yeah,
0: that's screaming, there's no question.
3: So if I'm Brady Latham and Bo Limber, and I know, and we all know they know how to block. We we've watched them the last three years. They're they're going pro. I might miss a few blocks too. You know what I mean? If I'm if I'm the quarterback and I'm cocky running around in some you know blah blah blah, car. This NIL is is, is has the potential to ruin uh, college football, except for the big dogs. And we're feeling some of that. You know what I'm getting at? But. Anyway, it's frustrating to know that Jacoby Criswell, you put this team, you give Jacoby Criswell the quarter uh, the keys to, to the offense, and you have a wide receiver, a, a, a game breaker, one game breaker game breaker wide receiver, and uh and, and get 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 our five hundred thousand dollar, you know, no show five game running back out out as well, and let's put the Binion and, and the kid from uh I can't think of his name, but from Oak Tulsa in there and let's let's roll then and this team this team wins those close games I, I know it I
2: mean because I just do but anyway your reasoning your reasoning is why when we talk about how you got to have more Nil money and you got to get four stars and five stars they need to be selective with who they recruit and if they're three stars but they can coach them up that's better than having overpaid players you're exactly right but
3: have to have a recruiter like Pittman. You can't. So really, yeah. my point is, is it wasn't Dan Enos the problem? The problem was the players. The players make the play. The play. He was yeah. our problem has been the same problem all year. KJ Jefferson and our running back there was a no show and towards whatever his you know bicep or whatever is you know his is, uh, hammy because he was overweight to begin with and he's not even very explosive anyway. I mean, I give the man credit for fifteen hundred yards last year. But he's not very explosive like most running backs in the SEC. You know what I mean? Like, boom, you know, like kind of like a Dominion type or whatever. But when you have no blocking, because probably there's a lot of, you know, division on the team because you've got someone showing up, you know, that really basically is not – I'm just, well, in my opinion, he's, he's not very good of a quarterback. He's a manufactured quarterback, period. And, he, you know, he, he wasn't Daniels' fault that he couldn't, you know, learned the whole playbook. But he misses the RPO of, of, of uh Bryles. But my point is is that if we, you had a game breaker with just one receiver that could get away and uh, and you had you didn't have that million dollars paid prepaid, I should say, before the season, you know what I mean to someone you see a little difference on the field on the football side. But hey, on the basketball, that team has all the potential, you know, um, we got some issues, obviously rebounding, free throw shooting, you know, but uh, I haven't had a chance Randy to watch him. I've listened to him and I, that night, that game last night was a, I'm glad that was an NCAA
0: tournament game don't you on neutral court oh i'm i'm glad they played i'm glad they won because it exposed the flaws that right now is present with this team and greensboro's going to give them a tussle and they're going to be challenged again you're only going to get better by correcting the mistakes that you're making right now Now's the time you want to make those mistakes, not once you get into conference play and then especially in the postseason.
3: UNC Greensboro was the, was kinda of deflated us last year. That was the team that was the team yeah, Brazil six went at the, out half. With the injury. Yeah. And we were up by five or they were they were hold on, they were up by five and a half and then one by we won by seven. That was you know, and then we got deflated when Brazil went out, so and they're going to be. This team is going to really chat. This team I don't know. A lot of people know about UNC Greensboro, but this team is about to give them a huge challenge, and they need it. They need it because this team has all the. I believe they have the potential to go to a Final Four, but they have to correct all what McPherson and you guys have been talking about, and what we what we know so far in this shortened season. The biggest thing is rebounding, and we've got to find somebody to you know to be a be a monster among men in the paint.
0: Pounding. Thank you, boss. Sorry. Let's talk to uh, David. David, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Kevin.
4: I do. I do. Good afternoon, Randy, Rick, and, and Kevin. Uh, first one, a quick comment on the football. You know, I, I would get ugly with it, you know, with that last caller, you know. Everybody wants to blame KJ. You know, I remember when, when, when uh, Joe Burrow played for the LSU, he showed up with swag every single game.
2: And, and they played
4: just fine. They played just fine. <laughs> you know, if you remember, I think they won national championship. But uh, you know, so it's not KJ. KJ is not the one getting five, six, seven million dollars. It's, it's, it's Sam Pittman. You know, so that's his job to control that. You know, and quarterbacks have always been treated better than the rest of the team. On every single from high school to the pros, the quarterback is treated better than anybody. You know, and but that's just that. I did want to throw that out there. But uh, Muslim, you know. It, Defending the three, he said, and we use the same. In other words, it's not me. It's not us. It's them. That that's you know. And if you look through that, that's exactly what he's saying. I don't care what anybody says. That's exactly what he's saying. It's not. It's not me. In the system, it's them. And, and and you and that's just throwing his players under the bus. I get it. You know, he, he's what he's doing. "Quote unquote." You know, speaking to the players through the media, but that's what he's saying. It's is
0: still. Thank you, David. Gotta go. Kevin, gotta go. Thank you. Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop.